Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. It is almost the last day of September. This is Heidi Hatch with KUTV 2 News with another week of Take 2 with Mara Carabello in the house and Greg Hughes and has I'm returned. Back. The prodigal podcast mate. <laughs> I'm yeah. back. I, I miss it. I really yeah. do miss it. Yeah, you got a suit cut on today too. I know. Yeah, I had I had a couple Friday I had a couple spiffy. things today. To and do. you went to a Pittsburgh game when you were out of town, oh, had a little yes. fun. Yes. A Monday night game and my Steelers, who I was really worried about in terms of how well they're playing, mm-hmm. did not give up seventy points like the Broncos. No did. one needs and, to talk about and, the <laughs> Miami Broncos game. <laughs> and uh, played Nobody played is so well. Swift. Just played so well. I was so happy. And my my family, we went back to Pittsburgh, and they had not been to a game in Pittsburgh, and so it was a perfect That's game. That's cool. Yeah, and I'm a defense guy. Defense scored two touchdowns. Yeah. I was wearing my TJ uh, Watt jersey, and Cute. he scored one of the touchdowns. So, yeah, love getting back. I don't get back enough, so it was fun. Well, but that last week was, that was a Monday night game, but it was, the whole week was a crazy. A whole blur of busyness. Yep. And yep. I've become an NFL fan because I'm a Taylor Swift fan. There and now go. that she's oh my put, gosh, now you yes, like your Kelsey on the map. Kansas City Chiefs. Right, oh, kid. <laughs> I know. She gets in, she like pays any interest to NFL and it just goes, TMZ goes everywhere. It's, it's just everywhere. It's She's fun to watch. I heard, right? Are you against this? No, but it's like. I'm hearing Glenn Beck talk about Taylor Swift, and and, right. and he's like a conservative talk show person. I'm listening to someone else unrelated to sports talking about Taylor Swift, and then the, the sports guys aren't talking sports; they're talking Taylor Swift. I mean, everyone's talking. She the is a master of, yeah. at marketing. News. I mean, she's Apparently. just good at what she does. So anyhow, and Mara is just here because she's always here. But you had some breaking news last <laughs> oh, week right. that we skipped over, and you've okay. got to share this. Here's the breaking news, audience. My little brother. Now, my brother is going to be singing with the Utah Symphony during their holiday performances. Wow. So, December 15th and 16th, Holiday Pops. Um, now, this ra- isn't just right a random Audrey singer. McDonald's. You this might want to tell our listeners even, that he's, oh, a, he's kind a, of a he's big a deal. He's a big, stinking deal. He's an actor. He's, he's, actor. In, he's on Broadway. He's on Broadway. on an HBO special, and he has agreed with the Utah Symphony to come home and do a holiday concert. This is going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. I'm excited. So I'm are excited we going to go on a triple date with is, our spouses to oh, this? Oh, let's do well, it. Well, more importantly, will he, you know, you've had, you had one of your brothers on, right? Yeah, that and was he, my older he, brother. Your other older brother, and he totally sided with me all the time. He, that was oh, fun. he loves you. Yeah. Right? He's <laughs> deeply, deeply <laughs> devoted to you. <laughs> so why not just like, just sure. another stick to yeah, beat myself with? Why don't we say, bring another sibling in here? Let's say that, yeah. So, yeah, yeah his name's Claiborne Elder. If you yeah. want to follow him. Claiborne Give Elder. him a follow on Instagram. Instagram. He, he is a social media guy. Mm. He posts a few of those Thirst trap picks, which is a new he word does. added to the dictionary I just this want, week. Nice. Is he in an Expendables mm-hmm. movie? Those are my favorites. Is he in any of those? No, but I no. can Fast tell and you, Furious, yes. is he in any of those? No? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, Sorry. No. trying to think. Creed. How about a no. Rocky movie? Yeah, no, no. no. It's nothing you would watch. If you're Marvel. Into, Superhero. The shows he's in have way too many words for you. Uh, yeah. Sorry. See? Boring. Put Gilded Age on your watch. Oh, wait, I'm sure he's in like age. Cider House Rules or English Patience. <laughs> something like that. Something yeah, that would something melt my brain. 
I've heard yeah. he's in a good Valentine's flick too. That's on my oh, watch list. That is a yeah. yeah. We'll have to talk about that sometime. Yeah, we will. Okay, so we have a lot to talk about. And starting on a serious note, I woke up this morning. The first news item I saw was that Diane Feinstein, Senator Feinstein, had passed away overnight. She actually was in the Capitol yesterday, I believe, for a vote. 90 years old, we've talked about the fact that she's getting old and maybe should have retired already Mm -hmm. from the Senate. But she leaves behind really an amazing legacy of decades of hard work. Mara, so uh, tell us a little bit about... You know, it was fun to watch the memorial. I mean, like, we're all... She was sort of most recently discussed and will continue to be discussed about her age. But going back a little, I think it's worth remembering that she took over the mayorship of San Francisco right after an assassination. Assassination. It was chaos there. And she brought this deliberateness. She joins the Senate, first female from California, becomes a one of two females from California. But what she's known for and what I'm so sorry about losing is she was from California. She was tried and true liberal and she compromised a ton. She was known for making the deal as was many in her generation on the Republican and Democratic side. And so um, she was able, you start looking at the different stories, her accomplishment list is huge. And the Violence Against Women Act. Yeah, yeah and, she and was big a stuff, forefront of AIDS. Huge conservation yeah. stuff, AIDS stuff, LGBTQ moves, movements, but also infrastructure things. And what is remarkable is our number one criticism and probably the story we're going to move on to is that the government isn't doing anything. These older leaders, this John McCain, Diane Feinstein generation, they could with leave. Senator Hatch. They Senator could Hatch retire with a big checklist done. So yep. good yeah. good job to her. The tragedy being, and you said it, but it's just, it's, I, I know someone that was uh, visiting her office and actually uh, she was coming into the office as this person was leaving a meeting with the, her office and the staffers are yelling very loud. Um, she's just, she's in the wheelchair she just wasn't, you know, making right. eye contact. She, it's just a sad way, I would argue, for them. I know that the majority was narrow, and I guess, you know, they couldn't afford to to even have a pause in terms of her not being there. But I just think it's sad that, that that's how it ended for her because it's it's a shell of the person you've just described. Yeah. And I and I, that's where the po- politics is ugly and the I – I just don't understand. I, it really is not just her but what you're seeing in Congress – yeah. And in the Senate right now, that's just out of hand. It really is out of hand. Yeah. So. It is interesting to watch. And while I think when a sitting senator dies, it is fitting that they all get on the floor and they talk about her. It was frustrating watching it today, though, because they should be able to do that because they're friends, even if you don't like their policies right. across the aisle. But the problem is, is they work themselves into these 11th hour problems where they really have work to be getting done. And and yet at the same time, you need to recognize this woman yeah. who served. And so it's frustrating watching because I'm like, if you guys would have gotten your homework done, you would have time to talk about mm-hmm. your friend and not have this That's frustrating so thing going on. And it was interesting listening to Mitch McConnell and some of the others who I think have been accused of the same thing, saying, you know, maybe it's time to hang up the hat. And just listening to him speak, I'm thinking, I wonder if anyone else is going to learn anything from this and like walk away. Well, if not at the top of their game still, at some point when their game's still going and then an end like this because... You know, one of her staffers said today, I'm going to stay with her to, to make my point. Greg and I were talk, having a conversation earlier today about power, political power. And one of her staffers was, well, it was a former staffer mm-hmm. and was very frank in saying, 
I think she just didn't know what to do if she retired. She didn't she mm. she didn't know what she would do with her life. And what I'm saying is there's something and Greg you've been elected but there must be something to this power, this sort of, I relate to it very much as this golem ring, right? Like, let it go. And it just seems very hard. I think it's a very specific kind of power, but the people in these bodies start to believe it is you everything. Know what they, they are. They must get a different gig than I did because yeah. I felt under siege. I felt that there was a lot of negativity in public service in terms of critics and, and things like that. And it was, I actually could physically feel the weight lifted and it wasn't a negative feeling when I got out and like I love commentary because when you're in the job and you're doing the work it, it it's negative you it people get upset and it's it seems to be incredibly adversarial which I'm not afraid of but to say I wouldn't know what to do after I mean it's not bad to not be you know Agreeing reviled and, and criticized all the time. How, imagine that. I mean, it's it's so. I don't know what gig they get to play out there where they don't feel that. But I I did feel a side of that 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 was nice to not feel. Yeah. Because there's amazing stories you can tell. I When I think about being grown up and being 90, I hope I'm at home making gluten-free, right. dairy-free, soy-free cookies for, <laughs> for my grandchildren, grandchildren yeah. telling them the awesome stories of, you know, the heyday of your career. And, I, yeah, I get it in some regards. But, I mean, it was the same story with Senator Hatch and others where they really, you know, were titans of their time, but their time had passed. So, mm-hmm. Anyhow, it'll be interesting watching this play out. I have been sort of busy today, so after watching that early this morning, I haven't seen if they've gotten to the business of solving um, our debt issues and trying to figure they out what they'd to like the to pass. the business of not solving our debt issues today. Oh, I know. So they it's did. driving me nuts. What happened, Mara? Well, so uh, let's see. We're, we're at 105. So a couple of hours ago, um, they announced that the House... Uh, needs a break failed the temporary spending bill failed to pass and the shutdown looms so shutdown starts tomorrow at midnight i think yeah tomorrow saturday afternoon so you know it's a foregone conclusion i don't think anyone should have any tolerance for this i think the discussion is worthy of having and as you said so let's have that Three months ago, when it should have been had. Over the but summer when break. when you have a yeah. deadline, and it's the same deadline every year, it didn't sneak up on anybody. There's absolutely no excuse on the right or the left. There's no political argument. They're just refusing to do their job. And they don't. the harm is not done by them. I mean, already you've got all these furloughed people who are yep. going to have to go to work tomorrow. Um, we're not paying, you know these people a ton of money, particularly the military and uh, and the Coast Guard. It's just, they're, it's so irresponsible. And the fact that we've grown a tolerance to it, I don't know what to do about that. I know, we're so used to it. It's that. like, oh, we're going to shut down the government again, which uh, is insane. And, and here's the thing. We don't run our, we, we would never put our households into this kind of brinkmanship in terms of how we're paying the bills. We don't do this on a state level, a county level. I don't care who, what party's in charge, um, you, you don't do this, but this is the way it's being done, and it harms people. It really does. I will tell you, I would love to know what happens with, say, Zion National Park. The, the interesting story is when it was shut down during the Obama administration, uh, maybe people don't know it, maybe it was more inside baseball, but why was it the only national park that was left open while all the other ones were closed? It's because... In Washington County, where they had the people backed up and couldn't go in and people had traveled from other outside the country to get there, the Washington County was just going to take the bolt cutters and open it up. 
And well, in my I, understanding I think is that Governor that Cox has already committed to keeping. Yeah. Well, that's the question. I know he's committed to do it, but the, it's not but a will decision they shut point. The gates, yeah. They don't. It's there is no own the decision. Property. That was a moment that w- that came very quickly where Governor Herbert was informed. Hey, we're not saying can we? We're just letting you know this is what we're going to do. There was a, a lot of quick action in terms of communicating with the administration so that there could be a plan put forward so it didn't look mm-hmm. chaotic, and so that the state of Utah got to do something other national parks didn't. This time around, I don't know if those agreements are going to be made. I, one of the points in shutting down the government is to extract some pain so that the American people are upset. And, you know, you can blame one party or the other, but it is just, it's just another example of how broken that, that place yeah. is. And it's, 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 it didn't sneak up on anyone, like you said, Mara. This is something that happens. And the fact that it keeps getting to this point, uh, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's unacceptable. It's, it is unacceptable. And there's a big domino that comes with it. And the governor has said that the state would use money. And we have a rainy day fund. But last time they paid for it, the expectation was that they would get paid back by the government. I don't believe that we ever were. So it's more money that will have to be spent on that. But yeah, you don't want people who've planned vacations for months or years flying in from Europe or Japan or even families, you know, planning their fall break going down there and can't go. So it's frustrating. And then you have all those mom and pop shops that make their money off of people who come there. I mean, that's their livelihood. Let me just add this. It's probably the most narrow margin of a majority that a political party in Congress has ever had five. I think it's five members. If you don't, if Speaker McCarthy does not get that party, I mean, he has a margin of error of four, right? If he does not get the majority of Republicans, then he has to get something passed that Democrats are going to have to bring him over the top. And so then the Democrats get a lot of say about what that looks like. And that does not put Speaker McCarthy in the brightest light with all of his Republican members of Congress. It, the math of how you get to an agreement in Congress right now with a five-member majority, I don't care if that was Democrat or Republican, it is, it is a tightrope and it is incredibly difficult because those districts don't, 435 districts don't look like each other. They're not the same. How do you get that? And if you have to go get your, your something passed through the Democrats, it comes with their, rightfully, their demands, but then that harms him with the Republicans in his own party. So there's just the, the political dynamics of how you get to a majority in the House of Representatives. It's not easy. And this is a particularly hard way to do so it, So I too. think you described that well, and I think you're going to agree with it. So I don't think yeah. this is in contradiction. Sure. I think you outline the political situation so well. But what I'm disturbed by is, in the past, the difference would be they would say, okay, that's the party politic. That's the read on the party politic. We're not going to use America. (laughs) We're not going to use the citizens and the governor to have our partisan fights. At one point, we would get right up to the precipice, and you and I would say, okay, what we won't risk is American jobs or American lives or American families, and we would back back away, and we would try and find a mutual discussion where we can both say face a little, where we both maybe take a little. We don't even think about that. It is partisan politics at all costs. And that's what you see here now. You see no one. McCarthy's not in the position because he'll be held to a party standard. The Democrats are doing the exact same thing. This is equal on both sides. But the analysis we're doing is the analysis of how this plays in the 2024 election. We're not taking into account what's happening to the I, government, I just, or we wouldn't shut it down. I just wish, Mara, that there was a time when, when whether it was you know uh, Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan, whatever they did, 
it it really was a give and take. It seems like whether it's a debt ceiling or the budget mm-hmm. or that it always falls on the side of more spending. Like I don't right. understand what a ceiling is. If every time you hit it, you raise it. And I think that what would be ideal is, okay, we're going to make some hard decisions, which will include that we are not going to keep spending or we're going to have to stop this and we're going to, we're going to get back together. We're going to get across the table. We're not going to shut down the government, but we're not going to, the fallback is not, we spend more um, and print more money, but we're going to, and I think that what's happening with Republicans is every, every moment we get to like this always seems to benefit lobbyists or, or more spending. And, and it just feels like that just starts, that doesn't feel like we're, we're feeling this pain together and we're going to go make the hard decisions. We're and not, so that's, because what we all know is right now the machinations are about around less than 20% of our total budget. If we want to talk about yes. cutting spending in America, we have to have the harder conversation Entitlement about spending? assistance, yeah, right? Yeah, you can't. So, like, can't we're doing it. all this political it, machination yeah. around somewhat of an artificial problem. Yeah. The budget we're not passing now isn't the problem. But we yep. will not even go so far as to have the real conversation on a real deadline. And and some of the solutions are just supplementals to kick it, you know, just to delay it another week. Oh, they're two not weeks solutions. They just, it's just, just prolong yeah, it. it's just ridiculous. I mean, again, I have no. nothing. An but extension on your homework doesn't fix the problem. Exactly. And I don't know how we get back to it because I know that it was in the seventies that they passed the law that there would be the state that exists, and there's been you know hiccups along the way. I think it was two thousand. 18, 19, where over the holidays, you remember that 34 days where people were stressing out about their budgets and paying rent. I just am like, why have we not learned and figured out this is not the way to do business? But it just, it's the political You know what it is? We don't, we don't, no one's accountable for it. If if people lost elections over this, they wouldn't do it. That's, that really is the case. Everybody that's on the clock right now, there, there should be some blowback. We have the fire, the power to fire and hire, but we don't use it very wisely sometimes. No, and I, I, you know, but anyway, it, it's frustrating. you do what you get away with, and they get away with it. It is true. Hey, we do have to hire a new senator in the state of Utah, because while Mitt Romney still has more than a year left, uh, we do have to replace him. Is there another year? This is the longest Senate term I've ever lived through mm, in my it, life. This, <laughs> this is a 10-year term. This can't even be six years. It's really long. Uh, you have a horse in the race. I saw you on TV this week. Uh, but uh, Brad Wilson, after a very long time, which we knew he was running, finally made it official this week. Uh, he is in the race. You're supporting him, it looks like? Yeah, so I'm. I'm... Yes, I, he's a dear friend of mine. We are on the same leadership team. Um, I was when I was speaker, he's majority leader. Um, I do some commentary and some contribution, uh, political commentary. So I have to be a little more careful about full throated endorsements. But mm-hmm. I introduced my friend, and I'm proud that I'm excited for his run. Um, I know him better than anyone, and I know the kind of great job he'll do. And so, yes, to the degree that I can endorse, I'm I'm supporting Brad Wilson, but I'm not. It's not an official endorsement yeah. for whatever that means. I know it's some parsing words, but whatever. Um, but I'm excited for for his run. Uh, it's an interesting dynamic because there's been this, and I've known this isn't true, that, oh, this is uh, the Romney, the fix is in, this is Romney's handpicked person. I knew that the Romney camp was not happy with his announcement that he had an exploratory committee. I know that his announcement of 60 lawmakers, House, House and Senate supporting him uh, before Romney had made any uh, decision was not, he was not happy about, and this late in the latest uh, look that maybe uh, Congressman John Curtis may run. Some people think that is someone that Romney's looking to support her back, and so sources close to me say that's no longer a may, but it's going to happen, which surprises me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because I'll tell you, there were people that that uh, worked for Congressman John Curtis uh, in his campaigns in the past 
who ran it by Congressman Curtis, like, we're going to go work with Brad Wilson. Uh, is that going to be a problem for you? And he's like, I'm not running. Go ahead. Now he is. But I think Brad's team is staying strong. I mean, they're strong. They're united. They're going to work. And I don't, I love, I, I keep saying fighters make fights. I don't mind a tough race for Senate. I, the harder the race, the better the senator that we get that comes out the other side. Come one, come all. I, I think it's a good thing. And I think Brad will shine in that moment. And I think that uh, there'll be great cases made by if Congressman uh, John Curtis runs, he's going to have a lot. That he wouldn't run if he didn't think there was a, a case to be made. So between that, Trent Staggs, let let the great candidates step forward and let, let's have a, let's have a good race. Roosevelt. Uh, Mayor of Roosevelt, um, that's right. Yes. Mayor Burdoff, yes. Yep. And um, the interesting thing as we go into this, if you live in the political world, we know who Brad Wilson is, but he's a big fish in a very small pond, the small pond being the Utah State Capitol. He has a lot of work for name recognition to go into this race. Uh, what do you see happening right now? I mean, that's the usual setup. Uh, Speaker Hughes will attest to yes. that usual setup. I love to see this. So um, what you do have, though, is a candidate who has used his time wisely in coming to this announcement with $2.2 million in the bank. So... For better or worse, Name ID has a very strong association with money to communicate. And it looks like right now he is putting together the kind of money that you would need to communicate, which now in this state is probably three to five million to Correct. run an effective Senate race. Which is race. on the cheap compared to national races. I mean, usually a, it's 30 million, it's more, it's a lot, it's very yeah, expensive. It's too much. Because it's not a competitive it's, race here. Right. But, but here, because I, I will argue you could be the best candidate and everyone that heard your stump speech would want to vote for you. But if they haven't heard you and they don't know you, they're never going to Which vote is for usually you. the problem. And that's what the money, the raised money, the resources do. It allows you to get that message out. Curdy, Curtis has more name ID, but yes. not. it's not like he's at 80%. Huge. He, I want to say he was like a... 10 or 13 and brad wilson was at three or four yep so i mean so i think that goes away when you start to watch their bank accounts or it doesn't go away when you start to watch their bank accounts um i think we're going to start looking for charisma because this is often in inner party fights it's a matter of personality because i don't know that they're that far they have different distinct issues um brad is really coming out as a far right i would like to see him sort of swing into the the business conservative lane. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how he responds to Curtis because Heidi, I'm hearing the same things you are with that. It's not if it's when, right. That he yeah. is putting that together and he changes the race. I agree. Not necessarily better yeah. or worse, but he, John Curtis changes the race. I actually Last like week this. I thought he was just floating his I name just for the sake of floating his yeah. name, but yeah, he's yeah. in it. So I, I, I like, I think this helps Brad because I think there's some contrast that can be drawn uh, when you're when you are an incumbent, you are always vulnerable to a record versus someone who's never had one at all, and they can make every promise under the sun, and they don't have anything you can hold them to, whether they're successful at it or if they actually believe it. And so, a, re a record can be your kind of your proof that you you've, you've walked the walk, but it also can be used against you. So, John Curtis is a member of Congress; he has a record. I I say match the records up, see who's been moving the needle, see what I I would describe Brad as a common sense conservative. I think that is uh, what Utah. I think Utah is right of center, and I think that his message will resonate well. But, but that said, 
Let the let the campaign go. Let them compare what they've done with when they've been on the clock, what they've advocated for, what they've done for Utahns, and let Utah have some candidates to choose from. But it's, I like it. I like the matchup. It's going to all be about the campaign they put together. Because when I hear people say, oh, let's match up their records, nobody actually reads anyone's records. They read the packaging from the campaign about what the yeah, Well, that's is. where the media buys so, and everything takes so place. So it's you going have to be to, about yes. who runs the best campaign. Yeah, you I have think. to have the resources to convey what, what message you think or what record you'd like them to understand that you've done. You've, you've fought the fight. And Curtis, I don't it. think, has been great from my politi- from my point of view of covering politics at putting himself out there since he's been in office. There's a lot of representatives who are quick to answer your call when you want to sit down and just talk the issues of the quarter or what's coming next. And he hasn't always been the quickest to do that. Some offices, too, like Representative Chris Stewart, um, when he was in office, I would get calls from their staff on a regular basis being like, hey, do you want to sit down? Let's talk issues. And I don't think they have been forward thinking in that where he probably hasn't had the press that others have right. because they just have chosen not to. I also think Curtis shifting and running accelerates the um, the political calendar a little bit because from my point of view, remember when we're talking about this, by and large, with all due respect to my Democratic friends, this is a race for a, a, a June primary. And yes. and so the season becomes now or filing now, and then you've got a filing period at the first of the year and June. Like when we start making our calendars right now, we're not thinking about November. That's a There will be an election from June to November, but it's a very different election. So now we've accelerated our speech because you've got two champs in the ring and not one. Yeah. You're not going to pace yourself. You're going to spend more money. And now you have an open congressional race, which also add, adds a little more there's hype. there's going to be a shift in the power of exactly. who goes where. So, yeah. And that race lives in an area uh, that the rural has been arguing they've got some flex here. Mm-hmm. Does that same situation show up in um, John Curtis's CD? I mean, it just accelerated and became much more interesting because we're going to have a lot more hitters. Does our LG run, Deidre Henderson? You know, she has long, for several months now, someone's keeping her name in the hat is what I'll say. She's she's on everyone's short list. I haven't heard this directly from her, but she's on everyone's short list. When that happens, I feel like that's never a coincidence. Um, Josh Romney took himself out today when it came to the Senate. Uh, we've talked about, you know, Ballard. Yeah. Taking, so, like, it, I'm just looking. I know that was Senate, but who else starts The other to thing run? to consider about this is this plurality is is really, I think, t- taking its toll on our primary elections because you're getting candidates that win a, a party's nomination with 35% or some smaller amount. Don't dismiss or don't forget about a guy like Mayor Riverton, Mayor Trent Staggs, who came out early, got some national attention because Romney had not already announced yeah. that he wasn't running. Uh, got some SWAT, so he's going to have he's going to have a, a strong conservative pool. Uh, he's going to work hard, and so when you start to add the number of candidates with their different messages and how they're going They'll to split up the vote, yeah, yeah. So you're going to start to see some dynamics there just by way of how those votes fall. Um, but in, I don't want to be a one-hit wonder. He's never going to have the resources. So then you start to calculate him as a two-three percent spoiler, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I I've always thought that. The candidates that want to run against Romney can only do that if Romney's in the race. If yeah. he gets out of the race, I don't think national money comes to Utah in a red state um, and that you're going to see super PACs or anyone here. If Romney runs, you see a lot of national money, conservative uh, money come into the state uh, for other candidates. But if he's not running and Josh isn't running, 
then I think that they're they're happy with the Utah voters picking who the next senator is, and they're not going to take those finite resources and send them into our state. So if your if your kind of idea was I'm going to run against Romney. I don't know where the national money is. Well, and the is. notion there I think is true because whether it is a, someone for Congress, who we don't know yet, so fair, we'll leave some gray areas there. But both of the titans running for Senate are reliable Republican caucus voters, right? Yeah. They're not, because yeah. that's the calculus Greg's talking about. National money is going to say, is it a reliable um, Republican vote? Yeah. We're, That's either it. of you guys are fine. They're staring at Arizona. They're staring at West Virginia. Yeah. They've got some big fights coming up. They're not spending those dollars in Utah if there's not a Romney that they ha- they don't want to see return. After that, it's going to be a they're going to let that let the Utah voters decide. I think yeah. Utah voters decide. And last week you weren't here, but we were bringing up the fact that Tim Ballard's name had been floated, and a heck of a lot has happened in the last week. I don't know if he was honestly even running or if it was just a flag to put out there to say that it was a political hit job with some of the stuff that's been coming out. But I've been making a lot of calls myself because I wanted to understand this. And last week, Mike Schultz was in here and he said, you know, there's a lot of smoke. And, you know, if there's smoke, there's fire. And the more calls I make, the worse it sounds. And I'm just like, man. I do think a a potential run for Senate was seriously being considered. And I think it might have been the tipping point to bring these stories out into the public uh, square. Um, If you look at Sean Reyes and his announcement that he was not going to run for for Senate, he said, I have a candidate that I will be supporting. Yeah. And this person's a patriot. And um, and people in inside baseball thought that was Tim Ballard. And what Sean Reyes has said now is I'm not supporting anyone for Senate. That's the political tea leaves that are easy to read is the unequivocal. (laughs) I am not supporting Tim Ballard from Sean Reyes this morning. Just shows what a I don't have. I don't have. I don't have anyone which in the we race. were waiting for because yeah. if you watch this at all, um, since he's become attorney general, he's worked a lot on human trafficking, which people have either loved or not loved, and I think it is an issue in the state of Utah as it is anywhere else. But um, he's gone on some of these missions and worked pretty closely with Tim Ballard. So the question was, what do you know, if anything, and when did you know it? And uh, he finally sent out a statement today after the attorney of some of the uh, female accusers came out with this. I would still say a fairly vague statement, but a statement on their behalf yesterday, I think he felt like he finally had to and um, said, let's believe and trust victims, but at the same time, innocent until proven guilty. So we're going to have to watch this play out, but it's not looking pretty right now. The other thing is it's got all the elements. I mean, it's already beyond a three-day story, right? That's our test for is your story in Mm -hmm. epic trouble is can you quell it? And if anything the, the moving parts are just adding little teeny flames to the fire so it keeps going. I mean, this is just, I just a I, master class on how not I, to I, I, roll I hate out the entire crisis. exercise because I, I cannot stand the accusations, people being accused without any information. You know, first, there's no formal process that's happened. It, I've heard comments where these are terrible. They just go into this great detail and then they end the sentence with, um, if true, and everyone's you know innocent until proven guilty. Well, after you just spent all this time Indicting. describing something so terrible, and then ending it with yeah, you know you're you're innocent until proven guilty. It's a little late to to add that at the end of it. So I don't have any firsthand knowledge. I don't have a thing. To, I'm agnostic on any of this until we see people, credible people, stepping forward, information, things that you can draw from. That's actually a process. I think then you're you're in a place where you can make some conclusions. But we don't have any of that now. Yeah. 
It just seems like a sad, sad. a sad mess to me. And I actually wanted to go watch the movie Sound of Freedom, but I haven't done it yet because my life's been busy. And at this point, I'm not going to be seen walking into a movie theater to see it. I'll have to wait till it's on streaming because I'd like to understand (laughs) what it what it was and what they were putting out there. But I mean, from what I've seen, I did some stories on the Underground Railroad um, when they were really just getting started out, and it seemed to me like they their hearts were in it. They were trying to do good work. It just seems to me like somehow. The Underground Railroad maybe jumped the tracks at some point and well, did not I, continue I just can't on that imagine that mission. being undercover and pretending to be pedophiles, partying pedophiles, looking for little kids. I don't know how that's an easy job playing undercover. It just sounds horrific to me. I'm glad that law enforcement has. I understand their role of being undercover, but I would never be involved in it. I don't know how you can, and it has to take an emotional and and psychological toll on anyone that would be pretending to be these types of people. It's just you know, we always focus appropriately on the children that are being saved in this effort to try and save children. But if you try to think about what it takes to actually get draw these monsters out that traffic children, I just think it's, it doesn't surprise me if someone said people were mentally scarred from the effort. It would, that, that would seem uh, reasonable to me given the, the nature of it all. Yeah. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're saying to yourself, I have actual firsthand knowledge you'd like to share with us, <laughs> call us up. Let us know. Call Heidi can... up. I'm actually not interested. I, I don't want to hear any of this stuff. I am actually so at the horrible. point where my brain doesn't want to hear anymore, but I but like, you're a reporter. I like you're firsthand good. knowledge. Right. And I yes. keep talking to people who have secondhand knowledge, and I would prefer to hear the first because I'd like to sit down and be Switzerland and get to the bottom of right. what happens. So yeah. anyhow. And that's the right thing to do. I, I When I say I don't want to do it, I'm not. I'm not being judgy. I, I, you, this is your wheelhouse in terms of getting to the bottom of things. My brain is full of all kinds of garbage. I wish I could <laughs> just get rid of, but here we are. Um, in the middle of all this this week, we had another GOP debate. Uh, President Trump, as we uh, knew was going to happen, didn't show up. He ended up going to talk to some of the auto workers that we talked about last week. Uh, after watching the debate, he may have made the right choice. I prefer my candidates to show up to debates, but... I turned it off at some point. I was like, I cannot listen to this. Yeah. So I skipped the first one and just watched the recap. So that the one was better one, for me. So the, I, it sounded it. And so the second one, I thought, oh, I'm going to be a good pundit and watch. <laughs> I tapped out. Yeah, the crosstalk was ridiculous. Over top of each other. Not being able to, the, the questions didn't, I don't want to bust the chops because I know they worked hard. And the individuals, I feel like, were people of standing. Mm-hmm. But they didn't co- it didn't seem coordinated from a question point of view. I could see why if I were a candidate on that stage, I would have been incredibly frustrated. And we all know, Greg and I have done debate prep. You don't want to be a jerk, but you also say... The second people jump in, you have to be them. You need your airtime. Or, yeah. or you're just going to be at the end. We're all going to say, well, that fool just stood there and watched the rest, right? There's a little bit. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was and not good. even sort of the post, so I turned it off. Even the post analysis um, concluded that I missed not a darn thing no. in watching this. It's, it's sad. It, 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 it wasn't a value add for anybody. I don't think a single candidate uh, emerged out of that experience. I think that what happened was you... If you were to describe winners and losers of the first debate, you had a guy like Senator Tim Scott who people said, was he even on the stage? And that's right. because he was like respectfully waiting for his turn. 
So this time around, I'm Jumps not waiting in, for my yeah. turn because I just got pummeled because I didn't, I wasn't willing to interrupt everyone. Right. So the people that kind of were said, well, where was Bergam? Where was Tim Scott? They didn't have anything to say. Well, that's because they were waiting. They're, they're trying to keep the rules. So now they're going to jump. People are going to jump in now because they're not going to get penalized for, for being a good debater or following the rules. But it amounts to nothing but chaos. Absolutely nothing but chaos. And it was, and I think Trump looks like a genius now. When you're that far ahead in the polls and you're not part of that mess that we that happened this week, I, I think it was a good decision by him and nobody was well served. So by let's that talk debate. about the genius for a second. I, yeah. I, I don't know that it, I, I'm still mixed on ever saying it's a good decision to skip a debate. She doesn't like, want the word genius yeah. and Trump used. in the same breath. But, I, so know, I, I know. You missed this, Greg, but I brought up and gave the Trump strategists credit for this Detroit counter. I'm like, genius. That was so smart. He blew it. Like, what? he did not perform. He wasn't even his usual crazy. Like, I felt like that was sort of an opportunity missed. I have to tell you. Wait, it's a strike? I think Biden took that news cycle, which no. I don't often give. Because he stood I don't, in the picket I don't line for always 30 seconds. Give, I, and rem- I don't always give Biden the news cycle. Yeah. I just think that I loved the play up. I was like, oh, man, Trump going to Detroit. That's such a smart move. Just the analysis of it from both left and right was sort of meh, meh. Like no one was energized by it. He seemed to miss the mark on his. So I thought the strategy was good. I thought it was an unusual moment for him where he didn't seem to rise to the acting occasion. And I actually thought the, the sort of positioning the camera angle, if you will, with the Biden stuff was not so bad. Yeah. If there were a big loser of the week or if I got to choose if we could take someone out of the debate because of their performance, I would take Chris Christie out because the Donald Duck bit, I'm like, whoever's writing this stuff for you, like fire (laughs) them now. It's it's, contrived. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to hear that stuff. I have to come up with something better. This is sad that I'm going to even get his name wrong. Is it Doug or Dan Bergen? Bur- I think it's been Doug Bergen. The, yeah. the, the governor. The North Dakota. Yeah, I just, I governor. need him out. I need, I need the well, look. I, hate I need to say the numbers winnowed down. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but I don't think Pence is getting any traction. I no. don't think, I, I don't think, uh, um, I mean, I can't, I, 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 I have a difficult time names. even recalling the names. I will tell you the three that I think should stay. Tim Scott's on the rise. I don't. I actually think it's, I think it's uh, Vivek. Uh, I think Ugh. it's I think it's uh, DeSantis and I think it's uh, Nikki, Nikki Haley. Haley. And Nikki that's Haley it. has been that's floundering it. until the debates, but I think she's come off she's as more crushed credible. The debates. Yeah. Vivek tanked. He lost. And well, I mean, he's Vivek, just he's just Vivek, a shill anyway. Vivek is so he not needs a shill. To go. His hair but was big. I, I actually appreciate big hair, so I'm was, not going to say. It I think Nikki Haley hair. questioning his intelligence is a bit. Much. I'd love to put them both on a Jeopardy uh, episode Says and see the who Trump wins. Trump supporter. Yeah, well. Like, oh my gosh, are you offended that a woman called somebody a name? Hey, she like, said he was on. dumb. Was, and she, no. He's a lot of things. You can say he talks too fast. He says, I mean, he, he's too wonkish. She said, Saying I, he's, I'm she dumber said, for listening to you. I'm dumber for listening yeah, to you. <laughs> I think that that is the one thing you can't accuse him of being is mm. being dim. He's not dumb. He's, well, she said she of, got dumber listening. Mm. Well, I think that's I the think implication. Tim Scott he did says well this week. I think he had a good week. I appreciate that we've got a woman on the stage. I do too. And she's smart. Yeah. And speaking, I have all these words that were added to the dictionary this week, but Merriam-Webster added girl boss to it too. Oh, really? Yeah. And I wanted to throw out um, uh, compliments to another girl boss, Morgan Lyoncotti, who is out with a book this week. I 
picked up a copy today. She gave it to me, The Oracle of Utah Politics, Jan Jones, A Pollster's History. So nice. um, if you're into Utah politics, that'll be exciting. And anytime you have a book in print, mm-hmm. it's always good stuff. Congratulations, so, Morgan. I'm going to check that out. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see what the next week holds because you know it's going to be good. <laughs> I, can I make a prediction? Yeah. yeah. I, I 100%, I don't, even, I don't even have the luxury of thinking this or having an opinion. I just know. I have the burden of knowing. Mm. Joe Biden will not be running for a re-election. It, it, there is no way they're getting him through this presidency, this term, and then into an election. So are we swapping him out with Gavin Newsom so or he, who? Yes. So he, they are, what they are doing is they are trying to run this clock as long as they can because they don't want a messy prime. They don't, certainly don't want what you saw on the stage of the Republicans to happen. You've got this magnanimous... Uh, Gavin Newsom, he is just not worthy. If you've heard his interview with Chris Cuomo, I'm not worthy to run for president. This Biden is is all of his accomplishments. He just he just drowns and uh, you know Biden with all the compliments and gushes over him, and he's and he's wagging his finger at anyone who wants to run for president. You need to be loyal. We need to be loyal to Biden and and stop even thinking about running. So what's going to happen is with Biden's people, Biden will not run. Uh, there is a, a lot of activity with Gavin Newsom right now where he's in multiple states. He is doing this. And when Biden goes to the American people and says, I want to, I love this country. I want to be here. I've worked my whole life and I want to do it, but I can't. And I know it, it will be a, an emotional plea. And then the reluctant candidate of Gavin Newsom will step forward uh, reluctantly because he never wanted to do this. He never wanted to be in this position and he's going to do it. And amazingly, because nobody else has been preparing to run for president he won't have a very crowded field. It will not be crowded. It will be his. He doesn't have to own anything that Biden does. Everything that Biden has been doing in this last four years, will not. he will not have to own or take responsibility for. And he can warn everyone that Trump's Are going to end the Are they just going to swap out bodies on the DNC stage? 100%. Or where do you see it it's happening? a guarantee. This is what's happening. So every time I see us all talking about Biden, just know the guy's only here for a little bit longer. And then it's going to be a fresh new... <laughs> If Biden got 81 million votes hiding in his basement in the last election, uh, Gavin Newsom will not be in a basement. He is going to be out there. And so, of course, is they're going to pass Is he going to be dead to or are they going to take him off in a wheelchair? No, he's just, he's gonna, he is going to say he cannot run. He can't do it. He wants to, but he is just in a place in life and he can't. We all know this already anyway. There's a, the White House, one of their big goals is that he doesn't fall. If, he, if that is your goal in the White Mara House, that he not fall. so much right now um, about this. He is just, not I'm going not, to be a candidate. I'm not sure about Nostradamus over here, so but I will know, say. I know. This I, is a fact. I, what if Kamala Harris Write kicks down. his beep? I will nope. say she, that Gavin Newsom is notably elevating his profile. And Gavin yeah, don't Newsom you think is, with his veto of the trans bill in his own state this week that he would have last week completely signed was probably a step towards also, centrisness. The DNC is stumping with him more and more. And if you've followed Gavin Newsom over the time, this is like his most polished version. Now, remember, he's taken a couple goes at this and never made it very far. This is coordinated, and I'll tell you this, to his credit, he doesn't, facts do not get in his way. Um, I, I mean, he... That's, he is incredibly telegenic. He's incredibly telegenic and he's incredibly articulate and he has a comfort in front of reporters and in front of the camera that is Obama-esque. It is going it is he is going to be the nominee so, uh running for president. His ex wife is dating a Trump now, so this should be interesting if it happens. The other thing that makes if I had him, water, I would give it to you. Thanks. Um he Who's the other this? thing that makes him very interesting is he has survived a recall election, which means he's steely. 
Like yes, he's got. And no one even imagines. No one even calls out that that California. (laughs) Oh, I turned your mic down. You keep going. Okay. Are you gone? I think I'm gone. There you go. I'm turning down the wrong mics. Super spreader COVID uh, patient over here. <laughs> it's just like you know, pollen in the air right now. Um, he, he, he had a recall election. That's kind of not the brightest spot in your time as governor. Um, I know. It and, would be and like getting like impeached or water, something. Water off a duck's back. Nobody cares. Um, even in March, California Democrats by majority did not want him to run for president. He, he can take all those facts and those uncomfortable things, and it, none of them exist. He is a package deal, and he's going to be put forward in front of the people, and he's going to be a much stronger candidate than Biden was. And I, I, think it's a, well, I think it's a done deal. We will mark this day. Mark it. It's happening. The interesting thing is, is he had some bad highlights. And actually, two of my favorite <laughs> things from the pandemic is when they were filling up sand in his state inside of, like, the skate park pits. I also really love when they said that no one was allowed to do fireworks on the 4th of July. And then you saw these shots off of the hills where I'd never seen so many fireworks before. People were just like free. Well, he, he, this is something that will never come up if he runs for president. But as he was shutting down everything in California and not allowing you to go anywhere to restaurants or anything, he was enjoying a, a very a French restaurant, a very expensive one, uh, a mask free, enjoyable dinner with healthcare lobbyists. And there was no problem. I mean, at the time, oh, the people were upset about it, but I am I, saying I he will not be held by those things. He will not be held by those things. I sat quietly for your predictions. I actually am saying nice things about Gavin Newsom if in he terms comes of to he's a stronger candidate, and you host he's going to win. Chalet, bring him in so we can talk to him. I'm only kidding. I'm telling you. It's, You've got your dear and it's not, it's home. It's not at the right. expense of Biden. I think Biden and his family, they all know he does not have it to get through a, a rigorous campaign re-election they just have to keep. They have to stave off challengers. They can't have a crowded field, and and Gavin comes in, book it, bank it. It's a fact. It's not. Again, I don't have the luxury of opinion here. I just have the burden on the twenty ninth day of September, know the year of our Lord twenty twenty three. I know this is the case. You'll you'll look back. We're, we're gonna keep archive this because okay. I'm telling you. I'm writing it down. Do you want right. to put us on the record with anything of? Trump choosing at the last second to be swapped out. No, not after that. Although I will be a rare person that says, I think I don't see a ton of scenarios, but I have seen weirder things than a front runner like Trump losing. Like, I'm just saying, I don't Mm -hmm. think we've played out the Republican. No, there's a lot of time still. Obama wasn't supposed to win. This sort of predetermined thing is just sort of sophomore. I feel like that's a Bush League position. But when you agree, that stage has got to get a lot of people off. Nobody's rising to the occasion. So, I mean, no one, it's as much about them not rising as it is about him doing something extraordinary. I just do think there's time still left on the clock. Sure. But what is there time for new blood or are we stuck with this on the stage? No, what the Republicans need to do is narrow it down so you can take it and go at somebody. Yeah, and 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 the, I heard Youngkin's name recently. Yeah, we saw. Remember when Bloomberg came in late, trying yeah. to come in right before with the, the, the Florida with the Florida. When you're not in the groove, when you're not doing this, you it. He did not fare yeah, well. He, didn't, he did not perform well, and you can't parachute in. I think at this point, yeah, that's with an infrastructure and be successful. You, we have our candidates on the Republican side. And if you want, if we want to see a, a real challenge for the nomination, they're going to have to thin out here soon. I will tell you that again, as someone left of center, you know the only person that Biden is beating is Trump. So I mean, I I, no, I saw an ABC poll that had him head to head, ten points ahead of right. Biden. But I'm just saying that uh, all the other, most of the other candidates, 
fare better against Biden than Trump does. I feel like we need yeah. candidates on both sides that you vote for instead of a vote against the other Wouldn't side, which is where nice? we're sort of at right now. Well, and I hate that. If That's you get Gavin Newsom, put Gavin Newsom now instead of Biden uh, next to, to any of the Republican candidates, and it changes yeah. the dynamics immediately. Yeah. It's because there's because Biden has a lot of baggage. And I would argue that Gavin Newsom does, but it won't be noticed. And he he has a way to communicate that will be will be polished. stronger. If Newsom rises, than then I think else. DeSantis rises, and then we like take a flashback to the pandemic, and it's like the war of the coast. I something. don't think Biden says what that he's not running till you get to March of twenty four. Well, I mean that would be the play in in Greg's land. You would back you'd backload that. Mm. DeSantis is also like not getting any traction. No, he did, he did a little better. But that's compared to doing very poorly. He doesn't have the gift. I he hate doesn't to say that gift. some people have gifts, but even though when you look at uh, former President Donald Trump, he probably tweets more than anyone even his, in his own party would want him to do, there's something that you can't, I guess, buy or learn where you have mm -hmm. a connection with people that fires them up and mm -hmm. excites them that Trump has that I haven't seen in some of the other candidates. And I don't think you can... I don't think you can teach it. I think you just are That's born so that way. DeSantis had it to some degree when the media was attacking him in his role as governor for some of the decisions he was making during the lockdown. 60 Minutes came after him. And I thought he did a very, very good job. I think once people saw him as the front runner that would be able to beat uh, Trump, he began to be handled. And people started saying, you know, there are certain issues you need to pull back from. We need donors. They don't like these issues that you're... They don't like you attacking Disney. They don't like these things. You said you didn't wouldn't be in Ukraine. That's really upsetting some people. And I think as he's changed some of his tone and some of his messaging by the people that are around him, I think it's changed him. And I and I think that's why the traction that he saw early we're not seeing now. He reminds me handled. of Governor Cuomo. Mm. They had these yeah. awesome moments. And then that was, or even Rudy Giuliani had these the amazing moments in public, like old school Rudy, uh, old school, yeah, like yeah. pre total off the rails Rudy. But like Cuomo had moments. I remember you yes, were like, "This I is did. good stuff," right? And then, the, it, I, for whatever reason, it's a moment in time. These guys aren't a sustainable big leader. They I just even had saw moments. with Chris Christie. He started out as governor of uh, West uh, yeah, when he New, was Jersey, New Jersey, and I he loved him. Great. And then as soon as he started looking, yeah. getting aspirations for president, he started to change. He started. Right. He to, got handled. He, he got jumped handled. the shark after he was on the beach. When yeah, it was when, shut he, down. Hit, yeah. when he had that big bro hug with Obama on the beach, right? You know, October before the 2012 election, and it's just he I don't started the bro to, hug. I just remember him hanging out when well, the beach. They're was hugging shut down. each other. Yeah. I got a picture. I'll send it to you because I hate it. It makes me so mad. But anyway, um, I just think when you start getting handled. And you start being careful I in what agree. you say, and you're starting to now. That, that's where the the bloom comes off the rose, and I think that that that's what's has been the problem for DeSantis. Don't get handled, Senator Romney. I think had too much handling too. I can't. We got to stop talking, but yeah, handling is never good when you start just. I feel like not being you your lose authenticity. Started getting handled at like nine or ten <laughs> <laughs> by his dad. I mean, I don't. Mean, I mean, yeah. like, I think they were. Yeah. I mean, he came from such a political yeah. family. Was my point there? Yeah. That totally makes sense. <laughs> Guys, it Clean is Friday. We made it. Um, I really hope for people who uh, are waiting for their paychecks to come and finding out if they get to go to work that they get to and that the uh, Congress pulls or it Stop working for the federal government. They're just a mess. <laughs> vote them out. Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, we'll see what happens. We'll meet again next week and discuss whatever the heck happens. Thanks for joining us. Leave us a review and tell your friends. Just...
ideas. I know it goes long, but I like it. 